I wrecked my bike. I bought a beautiful Honda motorcycle a couple of months ago. I've been dreaming of doing it for over a year, but it was still a pretty impulsive thing to do for someone who didn't ride motorcycles. But I learned and I was feeling pretty pleased with myself as I headed out on my bike that morning a few weeks ago and wrecked it, literally coming out of my driveway. I got a few scratches. The bike doesn't look great. And my partner was ready for my bike to become someone else's bike. So it stung a little reading this morning's passage. My first read was that the vineyard was like my motorcycle, managed badly and bound to be lost. But then I got a little deeper. Who are these tenants who have perhaps decided that they should own the vineyard? Are they mostly good workers who just got to thinking that they deserved what wasn't theirs? This passage is aimed at the religious leaders of Jesus' day, but they are also more or less like you and I, thinking we know what's best, thinking we deserve power. If we are the tenants and God is the landlord, how have we made the mistake of thinking we can own something we can't possibly manage? That we can keep to ourselves the produce that doesn't belong to us. Just before this passage we hear today is the parable of the two sons. Which includes, Jesus said to them, Truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. I grew up with tax collectors and prostitutes. My parents were both in Alcoholics Anonymous, and the people who were my family and role models as a child were alcoholics, addicts, thieves, felons, sex workers, and formerly homeless people. My mother told stories of sleeping on the streets, and I knew that most of the adults in my orbit had survived some form of homelessness. So when I read passages about the least entering heaven first, or power being taken from the powerful and given to those who won't abuse it, I think of these people. People who are great leaders and tenants when given the opportunity. When I read our passage today, it is in the context of that other parable that I hear it. If the powerful are going to lose power, who is going to be in charge then? Who are the tenants who will run the vineyard well? And again, I think of the outcasts, the ones who have learned things like mercy and forgiveness the hard way. On Wednesday, I went on our last Wednesday project sandwich delivery. I talked with folks at homeless camps in Berkeley about what they need and what they want 
and a lot about their gratitude. One man repeated over and over again that what they really needed were our prayers. Talk about humbling. I spend a lot of time worrying about my bills and my expenses and the things that I want. And here was someone in great need saying that the fruit of the kingdom that he's looking to share in is prayer. As the conversations went on, my fellow All Soulsians and I realized that we had learned what we needed to do next in our ministry with the homeless camps in Berkeley. We need to invite the leaders of the camps into our decision-making process. So for anyone who has been involved in Project Sandwich or thinks they might want to help lead this work, we will have a meeting with leaders from the camps in the next two weeks. Please email me and let me know if you're interested. Later, we'll have a larger meeting for everyone who wants to be involved, and I'll update you in the Pathfinder. The homeless problem that people of privilege complain about has created so much suffering in our community because the people running the homeless programs and making the decisions, the people running the vineyard, are not the homeless people themselves. These are the outcasts, like in the parable of the two sons who will enter the kingdom of heaven first. And they are the ones who should run the vineyard now that the privileged have behaved badly and made a mess of things. Psalm 118, which Jesus quotes today saying, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, also has the lines, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Today's reading can feel harsh, whether you've just crashed your motorcycle, or you're wrestling with your privilege, or you're watching the political theater taking place in our country and wondering who really is in charge and who should be. But the Lord really is good, and I can testify to you that I have seen the outcasts, the others, joyfully receiving the gifts all Solzians and St. Albanites lovingly pre prepared and telling me that things are good, really, things are good, and asking only for prayer. So today, please pray with me. Lord God, watch over our siblings on the streets of Berkeley, the ones living in tents and RVs and cars, Bring them peace this morning as they rise with no showers or hot coffee, but a little sunshine peeking out from the smoke in the clouds. Lord God, watch over people struggling with addiction, people struggling with defeat, people struggling with illness, all without adequate shelter. Lord, remind us that every gift we offer has an impact, and every person who receives also has their own gift to give. Lord, remind us that we do not have the right to run the vineyard and inspire us to share our harvest and our power. Thank you for your blessings and your goodness. Thank you for the opportunity to get to know our neighbors in ways we didn't before, to learn of their struggles and to learn of new ways of working together. Your steadfast love 
endures forever. Amen.